0: Hey guys, this is a fan of fan podcast. I'm Ben and I'm Tom and For all you granddaughters out there, this podcast is for you. And tonight we are rejoined by season one, episode 10. It's Frickley's Finest. It's Ken again, all right, mate? Hello. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Thank you for coming back on, mate. Yeah, we're fine. Uh, thank you for coming on at short notice. No, great
1: no to problem. see you again. I've got sure, now. We'll see you I was reduced to watching Sheffield Wednesday versus um, whoever they were playing tonight, Cardiff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Brilliant.
0: Yeah. So it's time for your best 11. Uh, Now, obviously, you've got an affiliation with three clubs uh, Peterborough, Frickley, or Leeds. Who are you going with?
1: Well, I think, see, Leeds have had so many great players I never saw. I can't go for them. Frickley, well, I'd need, I'd need. Two hundred players in the team because they're all great. So I'll have, I'll have to go for the easy one. I'll have to go for Peterborough. Peterborough United. All right then, the posh. And you're not. You're probably not finding the other Peterborough fans to come on. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Leeds fans, they're a penny. Ten. You'll find another Leeds fan in a few minutes if you want one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it's a very big club, aren't they? There's yeah. quite a lot
0: of them. So yeah, uh, yeah. Oh,
1: we went to we a
0: proper non-league club.
1: Yeah so that would be interesting <laughs> but yeah. uh no, yeah. no, will uh, stick with the posh right right so with the posh oh, I, I love that with the blue we actually got the white sleeves on fantastic lovely kit <laughs> now formation is four four two, but we can change yep. it if, no if i'm happy doing. with 442 no i'm happy with that that's what we'll oh, have 4-4-2. a classic 442 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mike bassett's very own absolutely yeah got to go 442 <laughs> Know what you're doing with 4-4-2.
0: <laughs> so, we'll start with goalkeeper. Who's going to make it into Peter's best 11?
1: Well, now, we were just talking about this a bit back, and um, obviously Peterborough have actually had some decent keepers over the years. People like David Seaman, um, who, for me, I, I was never convinced when he played for Peterborough. I didn't think he was going to go on to the things he went on to. Um so we've, we've had players like that. We've had um, people like Ian Bennett that went on to play at a higher level. Um, uh, we've obviously had uh, a, a lad called... Um, oh God, his name's just escaped me for a minute. Lucky I wasn't going to have him in the team. Um, our <laughs> record appearance, make <laughs> someone, someone will put me right at some, at some point, I'm sure. But for me, um, number one goalkeeper for me was... Um, uh, he's now at Aberdeen, a lad called Joe Lewis... And uh he, he was tall, big, tall lad, well over six foot. He was a decent shot stopper. Um, he knew when to clear his lines, none of this playing out from the back nonsense. Um, and uh, as as a rarity, um, he actually made the England squad whilst he was still with Peterborough. Um mm. and when we when England went on tour before the 20. Oh, I want to say the 2014 World Cup. Um, We went to the Caribbean and we played someone like Costa Rica or Trinidad and Tobago, someone like that. And he actually made the bench. I mean, he was number three and he was never going to get on, but he made the bench. So um, uh, I thought, well, that's it. Uh, I ain't going to see many Peter players in the England squad. So he has to get number one spot. (laughs) There he is. Fair play. Joe Lewis. I say right. he was one that I thought would go on to great things, and he he did. Go, he went off to Cardiff. Um Never seemed to set the world on fire. Now he's playing for Aberdeen. I saw him just a couple of weeks ago on on Sky, and he was a perfectly decent keeper. But uh, I think he had his finest days in a Peterborough shirt.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: what about right back?
1: We'll start with the defence. Now, see rights and lefts. I'm, I'm just reading the book at the minute about. um uh, Leeds United's last championship winning team back in 91, 92. And they, they talked to a lot of the key players and you know key events and what have you. And they talked to John McClelland. And John McClelland is um, he's, uh, he's renowned really for being a centre-half. Uh, but he got his break into the Leeds team because he'd been bought as like a squad player at the end of his career. And um, they bought uh, Ray and Rod Wallace. And Ray Wallace was a fullback, and he was having a mare one day in a friendly. And they said, can anyone else play? back and he put his hand up and said yeah I can, I said, you're a centre half he said left back right back, centre back, I'll play anywhere for you, <laughs> put him out there and he obviously won a championship medal um, by doing the very same thing so um, if I get him, if anyone says well he's, he's not a right back, he's a left back this will be why, so me left's and my right mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but for me right back has got to be um, so we've just had Joe Lewis the only Peterborough player I saw in an England squad, um, for right back for me has got to be Bryn Gunn, um, the only Peterborough player. No, that's not true. He's the only play, people player I've seen that got a champions, uh, champions, European cup winners' medal. Um, he played, came on a sub for Nottingham Forest in the 1980 uh, European Cup final against wow. uh, uh, Hamburg. Hamburg. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they they say that it was because. Forrest were absolutely down to the bare bones with injury, and um, that Clough said something along the lines of, "Well, we're putting Bring Gun on now. We are absolutely <laughs> so." <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but for us, for us, he was. He, he wasn't the only player that played for Liverpool, played for sorry, played for um, Peterborough that actually had a European Cup winners' medal. We actually had a lad called Alan Waddle that was on the bench for Liverpool in either the seventy-seven or seventy-eight final. Um, but he didn't come on. He didn't actually appear. Um, but he did play for Peterborough afterwards. So, he, so Bring Gun wasn't even the first player with a European Cup with his medal to play for Peterborough. But um, I always loved him, and he was always get a penalty. You knew it was a goal. Bring Gun, yeah. he's getting. Um, remember him scoring uh, against Crew that um, secured kept us in the Football League in about oh, back end of April in nineteen eighty nine. So for that alone. He's in the team. <laughs> Am I right? Is it is it spelt like that? Have oh, I spelt it wrong? Bryn Gun, uh, B R Y N, just one N, and then Gun, two Ns. Bryn Gun, and he got in all the Panini out of late late nineteen uh, late nineteen seventies, early nineteen eighties. Um, he's there, his old Bryn. Uh, he went on to play for um, definitely played for Chesterfield. I think he also went on to play for Grantham. I think, um, but that could be that could be a fib. <laughs> Um, because I didn't have preparation it? time, it also means I didn't have time to get nervous. So uh, if it's factually incorrect, there we go. Is there any uh, any relation to uh, the old Norwich keeper Brian Gunn There? No, no, he's not actually. No, um, he's he, he's actually from he's from down here, whereas um, the Norwich keeper is obviously from further up north. He's
0: uh, Scottish, isn't
1: he, Brian Gunn Yeah, his daughter is uh, a plays cricket or did play cricket for England. Did uh, bring gun. Uh, I think his daughter's name was Jenny. Um, so um, yeah, one of uh, uh, there was a lad played for West Ham with David Cross. His daughter played for England at cricket as well, so it must it must be in the genes. Bit of sporting <laughs> yeah. uh, sporting ability. And uh, while uh,
0: we're on the uh, subject of fallback, sorry Ben, let's go for the left back.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Now yeah. then, mm, left back. You, I see. I've, I've got to go from a player for the from the same sort of era, actually. Um, now he, he could play further forward, um, and he's another one that could play on either side for you if you really wanted him to. Um, but for me, I want Noel Luke in as my other fullback. because Gunny was he was he was a solid one, He young back a bit, and uh, uh, Noel Luke, bombed forward, um, he would get you a goal, and uh, yeah, he, he, the, the lad played over three hundred times for the club. Um, played at Wembley when we uh, won the playoffs for the first time in '92. Uh, promoted with us in ninety one. Um and obviously played for us in the uh, the team that the Peterborough team finished highest ever in the league in '93. Finished 10th in the uh, what is now the championship. Um uh, we dream of those days again. So no Luke for me. Um I think he now works in, or he works for something like a, like a lorry driver or a Coastman or something like that now in Peterborough, but uh, and he, he still he won't re- won't accept my friends' ref- requests on Facebook. But oh. that aside, <laughs> he, he's still a legend. <laughs> he's still a legend to me. <laughs> 300, 300 games in the blue shirt. You don't see many, many, many players doing that in, in any club these days, do you? Um, no, no. You know, so to do that, he's your man. Uh, start, I think he started at West Brom in the same squad as, um, you know, like the three degrees, Brendan Batson, Cyril Regis, and uh, Laurie Cunningham. Uh, and he was also in the reserves with, um, I think he was just before Steve Ball, but uh, he was there, there that sort of era. So, um, like I say, and then West Brom, I think had to cut costs and they had to get rid of the reserve side. And that was what forced him, forced him to move on and uh, what have you. So, uh, But uh, West Brom's loss, Peter's game. <laughs> We'll go for the first
0: centre back. We'll go for the right centre back. Who are we going for?
1: <laughs> centre back. Now let me think. Oh God, I'm I'm, I'm awful because I'm going the same era, era again. But for me, it has got to be he's he's, he's probably one of my favourite Peterborough players of all time, to be honest. Was a lad called Keith Oakes. Now Keith Oakes, um, he was the only player still at the club or at, at the club that had played in Peterborough's fourth division championship winning team in 73, 74, and he only played about, I don't know, three or four games or six games or something like that. And most of them was a sub, um, but he was sort of like the link in the eighties and early nineties from back our championship days. But he went on to play for Newport County when they won their Welsh cup for the only time. And they went to the quarterfinals of the European cup winners cup. Um, but he one of them players that he was, he wasn't the quickest, but he was an absolute man mountain. Uh, there's no way you'd have argued with him, um, and uh, yeah, he was the sort of player that stood there at the back. You know, you, you know the centre half stance where they stood, sort of half crouched down, shaking their fists at people and banging their fist in their palm. And come on, we can do this. Which he had to do a lot of, to be honest, in in that first season. I was watching him because um, we I, I, we were nearly always behind, um, but he was always good for a goal as well. Um, he scored that season. He scored about he only scored about half a dozen. But for a centre-half, that's not bad. But every goal he scored seemed to be crucial. It was either a last-minute equaliser or it was a winner or it was, you know, it was the goal that got us going. It wasn't... Um, the, the one that sticks in my head was um, Harry Kuehl at Leeds. He once had a season when he scored about 11 or 12. About the 11 or 12, 10 of them must have either been the, the fourth goal in four or it was the consolation when we were 3-0 down. None of them were crucial. Yeah. Yeah, so, you we were getting the plaudits for scoring these amazing goals, and they were amazing goals, super goals, but they weren't crucial goals. Whereas Oaksey, they were all sticky red in amongst the boots big game, man. Yeah, but it were, it were, it were, it were a goal that mattered. You know, it got you. We were, I remember us drawing in about March time of that season against Tranmere, who went on to obviously got promoted eventually to the championship and they played in the League Cup finals and what have you. And, um, I say five minutes into injury time, stuck his head in amongst the boots, got us a point. Um, and uh, yeah, so, and do we have to pick a captain? We have we've, had have this. we've not, captain. We've not we have had the uh, captains
0: captain. before, but if you want to pick that, mate, you can, uh,
1: can start he's us cap- off. <laughs> he's captain already, he's Oatsy. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, if he shook his fist at you and told you, you need to play better, you would. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oaks is your man. And he had a massive, massive, great big, like, sweeping brush moustache as well. So, uh, you know, proper 70s sort of porn star tash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and who's going to be Oaks? Oh, who's going to be Now, let's shot the back four. Do I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go a bit more. Uh, I'm going to go. So, uh, so, right back then, we're going to come right forward um, to... Uh, to the current team, and I'm going to have, I'm going to have Mark Beavers as me, um, as me, me want to go with him now. Mark Beavers is in team, team ten. In fact, he won man of the match tonight against uh, this afternoon against Sunderland, and I'm going to have Mark Beavers um, because he is, he's he just, he's one of them players. You know them sort of players. They're seven out of ten every week. Um, they turn up and they do their job. They're not fancy. They're not frilly um and he's a big tall lad good in the air he's good on the deck for a big like yeah you know what was it um got quick feet for a big lad um and he doesn't mess and he's another one he can play out from the back but he knows he knows when to play from the back and he knows when just to put his laces through it and get rid um so he would and he's got a bit more pace than oxy so uh, i think they'd be a perfect pairing together oxy and uh, mark beavers so they're uh, yeah, one for the one for the modern fans <laughs> Never nice, you know, when next Wednesday player getting into someone's best 11. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He, he, he played quite a few games for him and all, didn't he? He did, yeah. Um, but uh, we can't hold that against him. No. We can't hold that against him. <laughs> <laughs> He's done the right thing. He got out, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got, yeah. I'm have got. i afraid I've got another Wednesday player for you in a bit, so,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, dear.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear, oh
0: dear right so there's the back four yep where,
1: where do you want to go next gonna you the choice center mid, right or left mid well see again it, it, it's funny in it these days um you, you talk about left and right midfielders and they they regularly swap during the game don't they to just try something different and uh, I quite like that and yeah you know, I, I can I can see that the I'd love to see a player go out on the outside and cross it in, in the same way. I'd like to see a player cut inside. Um, so let's see. Who am I Who am I going to go for? I am going to go for... Um, I'm going to go wide on the... Um, I'm going to go wide on the left then. I'm going to start out there. And I'm going to go for a lad called... That no one will have ever heard of. And if you look for him online, you will not find a picture of him either. A lad called Craig Goldsmith. Um, Craig Gold. and the reason we loved him was because he was... he, he were, he was one of us. Um, he played back in the uh, very late late 80s. Um, but he, he was he basically a fan. He, he virtually come from the terraces himself. Um, played in Saturday football. He got picked up by the club. And he didn't play much. He only played about 40 games. Uh, went on to Carlisle. Played about another handful of games there. So really didn't play a lot of league football. But the games he played, he was one of those players, again, he made a difference. Uh, every time he got on the ball, everyone loved him. They were chanting his name, Goldie, Goldie. Because um, he was one of us, everyone knew, knew he was were, he were one of the fans and he was a people-a-lad through and through. Um, and he, he he played for the badge. Um, and, you know, what it's like sometimes you have players that are not technically the best, but they play for the badge. And, yeah. you know, and he, he was another one that he, he when he scored, he scored goals that mattered. Um, you know, he he scored crucial goals when you were 2-1 down. He'd get you an equaliser, he'd get you a winner. Um you know, and uh, like I say, he was—he was one—he was—he one, was, he was one that I thought now he's going to be destined for great things. Completely wrong. <laughs> Back in non-league football, within eighteen months, <laughs> uh, I think last I heard, he was a publican. Um, of course, what else did you become as an '80s footballer? Yeah. Working publican. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Goldie—he was a man. He was were, were quick. He was tricky. Um, I still can't believe he didn't go on the greater things in the game. I really can't. He was—he was for me um he was, he was one of the most exciting players that i saw play for peterborough um his star burnt bright but it didn't burn for very long unfortunately <laughs> did he have uh, any problems with injuries not particularly i think it's he, he, just his form dropped off um because he came into football quite uh, came into professional football quite late i mean he was about okay um 26 27 uh when he started playing for us so um he was never gonna have a long career and uh I think it were a case of, you know, he'd been one of these leading lights in non-league football um, in the area. And, uh, you know, they thought, well, let's give him a go. And um, it was a funny old time for Peterborough. We had, we had some funny old managers. We had people like, um, uh, we had Mick Jones's manager, who was um, Neil Warnock's right-hand man for a long time at a lot of the clubs he went on to go to. And we had um, Mark Lawrenson, you know, off of Match at Day. Mark, Mark Lawrenson? Yeah. It was his, his, his only managerial job he was there for a season so um i'm not convinced that he was managed particularly well um but then in the same way i think with him being such an older player when he played he probably didn't have the the, the training that today's players have and that that's probably part of the problem I'm guessing um but there you go <laughs> there was you he go. a publican back then as
0: well <laughs> just saying you know what? you never know
1: yeah, weren't, weren't all of them yeah I think mean, all of them were, uh, were, were were fond of a pint or two back then yeah uh, I don't think I'd have had to go too far to find him in uh, pubs and clubs in Peter if I'd have looked um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh and he had he had he had long blonde curly hair so he looked like he looked like the lead singer out of Europe or um, you know so he had he had the, you know, once he got going he got the air flowing behind him his mane of uh, uh, blonde locks as well you know so he looked the part he properly looked the part um, but, uh, but i say better to have uh, better to have loved and lost than to have uh, <laughs> never loved never loved at all I suppose so uh, <laughs> good old Goldie hope he's out there somewhere hope he is this <laughs> <laughs> who's going to be the centre mid was playing next to oh. him on the left side. Centre mid. Hmm. <laughs> well, now, I, I, what I'm, I'm going to have, because I know what Peterborough are like, we need a bit of grit in, in, in the middle there. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go Grant McCamp, who is currently manager. Where is he manager now? Is it Hull? Is he Hull City manager? Was he, he Hull or yeah. is he Hull now? I, I know he's managing somewhere now. Yeah, is at Hull. He, he's he'll Hull, be manager yeah. of Doncaster. He was manager of Peterborough at, Custer, he? He at Peter the time. He was, uh, yeah. He was manager
0: and he got sacked and then you nicked Steve Evans off of off Mansfield. I think he you was can, him. And got sacked.
1: <laughs> you can have Steve Evans. <laughs> 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 um, I was like, oh God, Steve Evans, dear, oh dear. But anyway, yeah, Grant McCann for me. Um, yeah, started at the um, uh, at the uh, started at West Ham, I think, didn't he? And um, so he's well versed in. Uh, uh, the football academy I suppose and uh, you know did his dues in the low divisions at Cheltenham and Scunthorpe and then uh, came to us. and um, yeah just he had everything it, you know he, he could see a pass he could you know he could ping you a 60 yard cross field ball he could do that um, he could hit a penalty he could hit uh, a decent free kick um, I think he well this, this, is, this is putting Wednesday down I remember him scoring a fantastic free kick from about twenty yards, uh, twenty-five yards. Um, now, did that get us promoted? I think it did in the end, um, and kept Sheffield, uh, Sheffield Wednesday in League One back then. And um, yeah, Grant McCann, gritty, gritty, um, feisty, um, and you know he was still winning caps even when he was at um, when he was at Peterborough. So he was still playing for the uh, Northern Ireland side um, even back then. But um, so he obviously had quality. You know, you, you don't win as many caps as he does. For any international side, unless you're a little bit of cut above, um, when you think some of the players he was playing with with Northern Ireland, um, there was obviously something there, um, and so certainly for he was another one. He was a he was one of these players that you know shake your fists at, uh, at everyone, saying, "Come on, let's let's do this." And uh, I suppose with, being, with me being so completely talentless at football. I relate more to these people that are are gritty and stick a boot in than I do to these, these lads with the twinkle toes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cause I can sort of, I can see how you can, how you can be gritty and shake your fist and shout at people uh, and kick people. I I can't quite see how you, you know, uh, dribble around uh, three and four and flicks and what have you. But uh, yes, a grant McCann for me, uh, vice captain as well, by the way, after Oaksie, Grant McCann, <laughs> he gets the vice captain slot. There's uh, Grant, so yeah, Grant McCann. There and we go. Made gonna... in teams that seemed to play decent football as well and actually attacked. Um, so he wasn't all about the grit. He, he, I say he could. He could. He could see a pass. Um, he knew where the goal was. Um, you know, even when he had these spells as caretaker manager, we went. Um, uh, my brother-in-law Chris, who I told you about with, with Frickley. He um, uh, he was doing. He is still doing the ninety-two, and uh, he hadn't done Shrewsbury. So we went one one at the end of one season to see him play at Shrewsbury. And uh, Grant McCann were manager, and uh, it was a typical Grant McCann game. It were I think we were cruising. I don't know about two-nil up or three-one up, and then. Uh, with five minutes to play, then Shrewsbury pulled it back to 3-3 in injury time. And then we still managed to go down the other end and score another one, win 4-3. I that's, that's Grant McCann all over that, his team attack. Um, I haven't seen enough of Hull. So I mean, if he's still at Hull, then they're doing very well, aren't they? So, um, yeah. Um, and if he gets them, if he gets uh, Hull, Hull back up, brilliant, brilliant work. Fair play to him. Um, but, yeah, so Grant McCann, he's my first in the mid, mid, uh, middle of midfield then. And who's going to be his partner in midfield? Mm, now, um, I'm going to have, a, I'm going to have another, another long-term club man. I'm going to have a guy called Mickey Halsell. And uh, he is now, he's, I think he's something like the head of youth development at somewhere like West Brom. But he started at Liverpool. Um, so he was from the famous sort of Liverpool reserves that um, never made it through to the first team and uh, he got shifted on to Birmingham City he's in one of the Panini albums something like Panini 83 um, and then got offloaded to Peterborough and uh, he stayed for years um, but he was another he was he was genuine quality I was amazed that he stayed with us for so long um, he was another one was in that team that got promoted out of the 4th Division in 91 got promoted to uh what is now the championship through the playoffs in 92. Um, and I think he played, he was another player that played nearly 300 times for us. So um, another very, very loyal club player. Um, I think he had a little spellers manager at one point, caretaker manager. Um, but, you know, the lad has come through at, at Liverpool. And, you know, even if you don't make it into the first team, you were obviously a very, very decent footballer. And um, like I say some of the goals he used to score, fantastic. Um, he was the one player that always used to get on, uh, get his goals on. Um, like you know the now obviously we have match of the day. Back then we had like ITV programs, things like the Big yes. Map, what have you. And if they ever did it on Peterborough, you could almost guarantee it. The day he scored, um, <laughs> he'd always, he'd always. It's like he knew the cameras were there, <laughs> and he pulled pulled out all the stops when the cameras were there. Um, we played, I think it was the first day of the eighty nine ninety season. We played Maidstone. Mason United in their very first game in the football league, and yeah. he, you can still see it on YouTube. But he pulled out like a 25 yarder um, for the cameras. So um, yeah, he always and he he'd always score a decent, spectacular goal. And we weren't we weren't great at that at, in the early days that we were there, and we were getting tonked by teams like Carlisle and Scarborough and what have you. We'd be getting done three and four one, but the one would always be his, and it'd always be the goal of the game. <laughs> so uh, yeah he knew what he was doing he knew what he was doing that lad uh, and again like Grant McCann gritty but a decent decent footballer um, and he was one that you always felt he, he, he cared um, you know another one that played for the badge another one that played for the badge so yeah there we go Ram is the name again sorry say so again Mick Halsall H-A-L S-A-L-L there we go. How so? There you go. And Brilliant. on the right. Uh, Game Right. Well, now then, it's, it's going to be uh, the first of the Holy Trinity. Um, they talk about the Holy Trinity at Everton, don't they? Being Colin Harvey, Howard Kendall, and Alan Ball. Um, no, 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 no. The, the, the Holy Trinity is, well, I'll take just the first because we we'll have to save the other two. First one has got to be uh, Boydie, um, Charlie Boyd. Um, so Charlie Boyd, um, he's one that he, he started at Charlton Athletic, and uh, so I feel a little bit linked with him because um, he used to work in the sweet shop at the train station next to where my dad used to live. <laughs> so, uh, um, not that obviously, obviously I, I wouldn't have recognised him at the time, and wouldn't have known that but he worked in the sweet shop at the local railway station. Did uh, did Boydie, and uh, he he went to he went into non league with Stevenage, and. Um, it was at the time when Peter, well, Peter still pick up players from non-league. Uh, we picked him up from non-league and he, he was one of these players. He must've been called something like white Pele at some point. <laughs> he's <laughs> bound to be because they all were. And um, uh, yeah, when he came through at Peterborough, his, 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 touch, his vision, um, you know, he, even though he, he's, as I told you, I like these gritty players, players that can get a boot in and that won't boydie but you know, you watched him some days so and he was absolutely unplayable. Um, Here's another one that I say he played at, uh, we played at Sheffield Wednesday and he played simply the best 45 minutes of any player I've ever seen in the blue shirt. And he absolutely destroyed them. Um, he scored two and he, sh- he should have scored six, seven, eight. Um, he had about another two cleared off the line. He hit the bar. He, he, he was just unplayable. And I think we were three, three and a lap at half time, and he'd set up one goal, scored two of them and just, just absolutely incredible. Um, and uh, he, he had played for England C, so the non-league England team. And I think in the end, he ended up playing for, I think he got B caps for Scotland, I think. Um, so he was he was so close to being international class. And um, I was amazed he stayed with us as long as he did. Um, so he was part of that team sort of from 2006 onward that got uh, sort of yo-yoed, went from Division 4 up to the, uh, sorry, what would it have been then, League 2. Up to um, the championship, and we sort of yo-yoed a couple a couple of years, and uh, he stayed all that time. And uh, uh, Jake, you, you, what what was the story about his eyes? I can't remember. I, uh, I know
0: Nottingham Forest were going to sign him, and uh, he failed the medical because of his, his sight. And he oh, went wow. to Hull,
1: and that season he scored against them, and he ran in front of Forest fans. Ah, see like that. that's it, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember being gutted when he when he went he went on loan didn't he at Forest for a bit and um earlier that season and uh, yeah obviously when he went on to Hull uh played in the FA Cup final against Arsenal um uh he obviously spent a bit of time then in the Premier League with uh, Burnley um sadly you know he's blotted his copybook because I think he spent a bit of time at um uh, Sheffield Wednesday um but he did he did come back and um uh, played a couple of games for Peter the last season, the uh, aborted season, but uh, you could see that the years were taking their toll and the injuries and uh, and what have you. But um, no, for a, for out and out class, um, he he was probably one of the best. And all the all the the some of the best players that played with him always said that he had the most vision, and he was the player that 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 made it for him he was the player that made a lot of the goals. He was the one that made the team tick. And if he wasn't making the goals, he was dragging other players out of position, following him because he knew he could. And that made space for other players. So there you go, Boydie.
0: <laughs> so who's going to be a first striker?
1: Well, because we've just had Boydie, let's go for the second of the Holy Trinity. Um, and that's got to be CMS, Craig Mikhail smith Um so Craig McCarl Smith, another one plucked from uh, non-league uh, obscurity. I think he was with, um, ooh, I want to say Dagenham, uh, but it might not have been. Um, and uh, yeah, Craig McCarl Smith, an absolute predator. Um, yeah, they, they talk about fox in the box, um, but he was he was the one that said Boyd was the best player he ever played with, and yeah, you know, he laid on half of his goals. And uh, in the end, uh, he scored 99 for us. He was left iron dry one short of the ton. Um I think he went into the his last game which was the playoff final against um Huddersfield. Um
0: that 8 he, minute
1: game. <laughs> that's it, yeah. And I think he needed I think he was on 98 that game uh, or 97 he scored 2 or 1 I forget now and um just left him just short of the 100. He, he he's been back on loan since but the injury he's his injury ravaged now. He's he's um, legs are gone. Uh, too many injuries over the years. Too many kicks from big centre halves. Um, so uh, unfortunately, we, I, w- I was hoping we'd get a penalty and they'd let him take it just to get his hundred goal for uh, Peterborough. But uh, no, iron dry on hundred. But um, like I say, some of the some of the best performances I've, I've ever seen were, you know, with uh, with, with Boydy and Mikhail Smith um, doing this stuff. And as I say, you got. Um, he got his he got a cap got capped for Scotland. I remember seeing him play against for Scotland against Brazil. Uh, of all places at Highbury, um, Scotland okay. versus Brazil. Uh, sorry, not Highbury, at the Emirates, big Emirates, yeah. Um, so at the Emirates, and um, so he, he got he got his cap for Scotland. But um, any one of them players that uh, I I always remember when he left, uh, he went to um, Brighton, and um, uh, when he went, the manager. Uh, uh, Darren Ferguson said that, uh, you know, this lad deserves, we, we've got to let him go because he deserves to, for the efforts he's put in for the club, he deserves a reward and he deserves to be a millionaire. And by going to Brighton, that'll make him a millionaire. So it was one of them ones where I was, I was gutted that he was going, but actually for the lad himself, he thought, yeah, do you know what? He, he has done enough. <laughs> um, he got us promoted at least what, one, two, th- at least three times. Um, he was involved in the goals and um, he was another one that wherever, you, every game you went to, you know, you could almost guarantee no matter what happened, win, lose or draw, Carl Smith would be on the score sheet. Um, but like I say, and it, yeah, I, I don't suppose he scored many from more than about eight yards out, but he was, he was, um, uh, Just proper I was going
0: to make there, pal, sorry to interrupt, but he, he was on loan at Knox County in the year they went down from League Two and um I saw him play because I went to the, uh, I went to Meadow Lane to see where Mansfield played with uh, the, 35 years old he was I thought he was fantastic it, we yeah. lost 1-0 he scored it was a volley outside the box it was a decent volley but at 35 years old I thought he dominated us and obviously yeah. I was seething after that game I, I said to everybody after it was the worst Mansfield performance I've ever seen from any Mansfield team but 35-year-old Mikael Smith that day it was
1: absolutely fantastic He around it, like a madman he was busy wasn't he that, that was what, what yep. I used to love um, hard worker it, exactly yeah I mean and, and as any football fan will tell you you know if you've got something that works hard you'll actually forgive them a load yep. of failures um just because they look like they're they're they're, they're putting that effort in you know and he, he, he looked bothered you know when yep. we can see the oh, goal he looked like he cared <laughs> mm-hmm. there you are sure. so that's so that was number two of the Holy Trinity. <laughs> and who's number and three gonna be then three I'm afraid he only goes on the bench he only makes it on the bench is number three um because number number uh, the other striker I'm afraid, has got to be the original King Kenny. None of this Kenny Dalgleish nonsense. Um, what?
0: <laughs> Kenny
1: Charlery. Kenny Charlery. Like I say, he, he, another, he, he was another of those players. He just made things happen. Um, you know, and, and I, I just love these players that make stuff happen. If it's not happening for them, they go out there and they do something. You know, they're, they're, they're harrying center halves. And, of course, he scored two fantastic goals when we reached the playoff final at the old Wembley in 92 against Stockport County. And uh, I always, uh, I mean, it's mad because it was the first time I'd ever been to the old Wembley. And obviously I was at the old Wembley and I was sitting there thinking, oh, this is where England won the world cup. Um, And obviously you think of Glenn, uh, Glenn, you think of Jeffers goals. You think about the, the one, well, was it over the line? Was it not the one that bounced down? And then you think about that. They think it's all over. And he gets that fantastic volley from, (laughs) The, you know, half folly from however many yards right at the death there and uh, I think King Kenny he, he, he must have seen that just before the game because um his first goal he hit the bar and it dropped down on the line and still from the replays I can't tell what it went over luckily the uh linesman was uh from Uzbekistan and he said yes Kenny's scored <laughs> so that was our first goal um and then uh I don't suppose you'll remember a player called Kevin Francis, but he was, um, he was one of, the, at the time, he was the tallest player in the Football League at 6'7". Um, but unlike Peter Crouch, he was actually built like a player that was 6'7". He was 6'7", and he was about four feet wide and all. He was, he was an absolute man-mounted. And he equalised for Stockport, so it left it right at the death. It looked like we were going into extra time with about eight, eight, nine minutes left to go. And Ken, Ken Charlery, he, he did another Jeff Hurst, picked the ball up on halfway ran it in and then just smashed it in from about uh, 25 yards. He obviously, he must've been knackered in the sunshine. It was too hot. So he thought, I can't go another 10 yards and make it easier, or another 15 yards and go would rather keep, keep it. But sod it. I'm just smashing it from here. And it was just like that. So he, he built it from the halfway line, just smashed it in. Um, you know, the, the the hordes of Peterborough fans, we went mad. Um, and that were it. That were, we, were, we were up into... Um, what is now the championship for the first time in our history, and uh, there's a there's a great photograph of him with the because they used to give you a trophy. I think they, I think they still do, don't they? Give you a trophy in the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. And uh, but the, the trophy was an awful thing. It looked like a, a scepter, um, sort of thing that Queen perhaps knights people with. I don't know. But a great picture of him stood in front of the fans, shaking his fists and holding this, you know, waving this. I mean, uh, this, this trophy got a great big eagle on the top. I think it was sponsored by Barclays. At the time, so Barclays Bank logo on the top, but um, yeah, King Kenny, Wembley hero, um, and he was a good goal scorer anyway. I mean, yeah, even in the league, he was he was a decent decent player. I think he ended up going to Watford, and he was another of these players that kept coming back to Peterborough over the years. He'd come back on loan for a bit, and then he'd go off again, and you know, but he was he was sort of in and out of the team for the next few years. But yeah, the the the, the proper King Kenny, King Kenny Charlie. <laughs> Another lad from non-league, of course, as well. So um, came from he came from Mason, I think, originally. So um, you know, our, most most of these players too. At some point, they've, they've they've been in non-league, and obviously we've obviously got a good system of finding these little gems and uh, whatever. But here, yeah. so King Kenny gets the gets the last slot, and because he was a bit of a bigger lad, I think he played well with Carl Smith as well. I reckon. So uh, yeah, there we go, there we go. Play. So we're going to give Pretty you three subs. subs. Right, well, my first sub then has got to be the third one of the Holy Trinity. Um, it's got to be Aaron McLean, um, who currently you, you perhaps you perhaps seen him on. He does a lot of the um, uh, what do you call it? He's like the the the, the one of the pundits on the uh, nation, the Panorama League stuff that's on um, yeah. BT. Um, so he's quite often on there. He's, he comes across very eloquent and, uh, uh, but he God he was absolutely he was a brutal, absolutely brutal as a striker. And he was one of them players. He he, he went. He, he's another. He went on to Hull, and he was he was never. And I think he went to Barnet, and he was he was never quite the same player. He was another one that got got hit by injuries and what have you. Mm. Um, but he had the season we got promoted out of League Two, uh, which was about all oh, two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, something like that. And um, God, he was he was absolutely stunning. Um, he got to I think he scored twenty nine in the league. I think he scored, um, which is is a decent tally for for any division any player, and uh, he would just—he was brutal. Um, saw him play at um, right at the back end of the season against uh, Grimsby, and uh, God, he was—he just—he just—he just, just, just tacked everything. He just tacked everything. We got on the ball, he just hit it so hard. Um, I think of, of Peter players, he would be the player I would say hit the ball harder than anybody else. And um, you know, he—he he was one of those players who could score in the box, he could score out of the box, and. Yeah, he w- he was powerful. He was one of the players you'd have hated to defend against, you know, because he was, you know, he 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 hassled defenders. He put the shoulder in, and uh, yeah, number three of the holy trinity, Aaron McLean, and so it's, it's always nice seeing him when you see him on the. He um, was probably on tonight. Stockport Bromley. Unfortunately, I, I didn't watch that one. Was watching um, one of the other lesser games, I should think. But um, yeah, he's 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 one of these. Anytime Barnett's on, he's always the. The, the pundit with Barnett as well, because obviously played there. But uh, yeah, Aaron McLean for me. He's another one that kept coming back over the years. He came on loan again a couple of times and mm-hmm. um, he was player coach for a bit. And um, like I say, but uh, yeah, Aaron McLean's your man. But, so he's first him What about number two? Ah, now let's think. Um, another two. Now I'm going to have as my... Uh, Hmm. I'm going to have as my, my utility sub. I think I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to have Joe Newell. Um, now he played for, for uh, Rotherham for a bit. Um, now he used to drive me bloody nuts because <laughs> he was one of them players. You could, you could tell he was a decent player. Uh, I think he's playing for Hibbs now in the Scottish Premier League. Um, and you could tell he was a decent player, but he was one of them players. I saw him play in all sorts of different places and he had that streak of madness, uh, we got to the uh, Johnston Paints final at Wembley. Um, we're 2-1 up against uh, against Chesterfield, 2014, I think, 2015. And, um, you know, we, we, we're they're actually playing better than us, but we are winning. And uh, so, obviously, we need to close down the game, manage the game. So, Joe does that in his own inimitable style by two-footing one of their players uh, and getting himself a straight red. So, uh, we had to play the last... Um, we had to play the last... Uh, Uh, 25 minutes with uh, 10 men against a team that was actually playing better than us. Um, But uh, he was one of them players. You could see he was a decent player. Um, And he was one of them players that would slot into... He was another one. He played for the badge. And he would slot into any position. He'd play in centre midfield. He'd play out on the wing for you. Uh, He'd play in defence and fallback. So, perfect substitute material for me. Uh, And he'd run run for fun. Um, He he was a proper 90-minute player. Not that he ever got 90 minutes, because he was he was nuts. <laughs> um, as I say, two-footed tackle at Wembley. Um, but yeah, he would be my, uh, I think he'd be my 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 second sub, because he would come on and he'd play anywhere for you. And he'd do whatever, he, he well, no, he wouldn't do whatever he wanted him to do at all. He'd do his own thing. <laughs> but he'd play wherever you told him to play. That's what he'd do. He'd, he'd just be happy to be there. And he'd run around like a, a Labrador and... Gets in people's way. And and he scored the odd t- goal or two as well. I uh, certainly remember him scoring. I think he scored. Um, if I remember rightly, he scored at Ellen Road um, against Leeds United in, in one of our uh, uh, ventures there. So uh, he would be my sub number two. And the final sub? Mm, now then, what have I got? I've got a striker, haven't I? I've got yep. Joey Newell that could play anywhere. Um, mm, now then hmm this is a tough one my third sub my third sub i am going to go for um i'm going to go for um a lad called steve collins uh is all i'm going to go for um and steve collins well his nickname when he was at the club was psycho now this is this was just about the time that, that stuart pierce came out so i'm certain that I'm, uh, this is definitely true because i've just made it up this minute that uh, Stuart Pierce got his nickname "Psycho" from Steve Collins. Um, he was the sort of player that um, he got—he got, he got uh, he swallowed his tongue one game, um, got knocked out clean cold, and the physio had to because he put in, put in his head where really you shouldn't put your feet that like your head, and uh, he got knocked not clean clean out cold. And um, he's he's uh, he's another one. He would he he would do anything for anything for the team. Um, and I, I i actually do speak to him actually quite a bit on um Facebook. And he's he's he he, he engages with a lot, of, you know, like, a lot of these groups like football from the 80s, football from the 90s, that sort of thing. And yeah. he'll he'll actually talk to you and say, Oh, he was a great player, him. loved playing with him. Um, he was I a nice guy,
0: yeah.
1: used to have him round for tea and stuff like that. It was a lad <laughs> played for Doncaster Rovers called David hall that signed for um, signed for uh, uh Peterborough and uh. I, you know, he's renowned at Peterborough and at Doncaster being such an hard nut. And, uh, you know, I said, oh, he was an hard player, him. And uh, Steve Collins messaged me and said, uh, he said, uh, he might be an hard nut on the pitch, but he was a lovely lad. And we used to go around the pubs together in uh, in, in Stanford, and We used to, he used to come around for tea. And, you know, he, he, he tells stories like that. So Stevie Collins gets in because, one, because he's a nice bloke, but two, because he was, he was, he was properly hard as nails. Um, as I say, he was the original psycho. He was, um, as I say, Stuart Pierce nicked his nickname. Um, <laughs> the only thing I've got against him is that he supports Leicester. Um, but we'll forgive him for that. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so Steve Collins, he's another one. He, he would play, he, he could play anywhere across back four, he could play anywhere across midfield. Um, and I think if, if he had tried, he'd have made a decent He didn't score enough goals for me. I thought he should score more goals, but um, um, he's another player that. If you had a close game, you need to close the game out. He'd be a man to bring on. He'd also be a good one. You know, when obviously when people were playing, um, when we play uh, uh, Bayern Munich in the Champions League final, um, he would have been the player to bring on to Noble Lewandowski. Um, he'd have sat on him, Lewandowski wouldn't have got a sniff with Steve Collins. <laughs> so there you go. He's my third sub, Stevie Collins. <laughs>
0: uh, player, Oops, sorry, Ben gone.
1: Final question: Who's going to be the manager for this team? <laughs> there's no condition here, is there? There is only, there is only. Well, I say there's only one. Um, see, yeah, see, Barry Fry runs it close. He does run it close. Um, uh, who else runs it close? Let's see, Turner. He runs it close as well. But for me, it's got to be Darren Ferguson because. Um, I mean, he, he's. I think how many how many times has he been at the club now? Is it three? Um, third been, spell. Is it third spell or is it fourth? Or it's, it's definitely not second. He's had at least <laughs> two spells before the spell he's in. I um, don't Yeah, I think it might be third. Ah, he just keeps coming back, and and um, you know, <laughs> it, it's never dull with with the Ferguson team. It is never dull. Um, You know, the, the philosophy for years was well, you know, look if they score four. We'll score five, yeah. You know, it with that sort of philosophy, and uh, you know, um, our defending was a bit Keystone Cops and um, a bit bit chaotic. But um, going forward, we with the Holy Trinity Mc- uh, McLean, McCarl Smith, and Boyd, uh, backed up by players like Grant McCann, um, you know, players at the back like um, uh, you know, Jack Baldwin and folks like that, um, yeah. Got to be, got to be, uh, Darren Ferguson's, um, Darren Ferguson's manager, um, and he, like I say it, it's, it's still theoretically possible that we go up this year. I mean, we're say so we're in the top two. I still think Sunderland actually will overtake us, to be honest. Um, although Sunderland and Hull have got to play each other in a couple of weeks' time, so that might do us a favour. And I, I don't think there's a, I'm not sure our form is is quite there for a promotion push. And if we do go up. I think that's one of your relegation spots next year sorted out. So the rest okay. of the championship will be quite pleased because there'll be two relegation spots because we'll be taking one of them, um, <laughs> which is what we usually do. Um, up one season, down the next. But um, no, never, never dull with, uh, with uh, uh, Daz Ferguson's um, uh, teams. As I say. And for, I mean, for, we, went, we went for about two or three years where we were scoring 100 plus goals a season. Well, you know, in, in this day and age, how many teams do you see score 100? I mean, this is including cup goals, of course, of course. But, um, you know, getting past the 100 mark in a season. Something else that, something else. Um, and he's, it, I mean, I don't know whether it's him that picks these players for non-league, but he must have some sort of OK in there. And you look at some of the players we brought in um, from lower leagues, like a Sombolonga, um, who was very close to the squad. Sorry, Britt, if, you, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, it's been a bad week for Britta Sombalonga because he's going to be released by Middlesbrough and he's just found out he's not in my in my squad. <laughs> <laughs> but Britta Sombalonga, um Dwight Gale, another one that went very close to the Ooh, squad. He could have been having a bad, bad, bad season down with Newcastle and not in this squad. Um, but both players that have played under uh, Daz Ferguson, I do believe. Um, but yeah, Darren Ferguson. The only thing that gutted me about Darren Ferguson. Is he never used to twist his dad's arm more, and say, "Can we not borrow so and so on loan?" Yeah. <laughs> um, look, Michael Carrick's not getting a game. Is there no chance he can come down here? <laughs> or, or Ruben Estoril? Look, he's coming back from injury. Could he not come down here and play against Rochdale on Saturday? You know, we'll get him fit, fear. We'll get him fit, you we'll, we'll Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> give him twenty minutes. You know, or um, that that lad at the back, Rio Ferdinand. Look, his legs are gone. Gary, never, their legs are gone. Can you not send? <laughs> You know, so and funny enough, um, I went to um, I, I went to when there was a lot when the weather was bad last winter, and a lot of the Frickley games got cancelled. The ga- the weeks that Frickley games got cancelled, I went to see Peter instead because obviously they play on better pitches in the in the league, and yep. uh, we went to Fleetwood, uh, me and my lad, and um, <laughs> bumped into Alex Ferguson. <laughs> Wow. Um, there's only one entrance in and out and so I do actually have a selfie I wanted my lad to have his picture taken with uh, Alex Ferguson and he, he flat with no I'm not <laughs> alright then I am you're taking a picture of me with Alex Ferguson then <laughs> and even though obviously da- Alex Ferguson is a devil incarnate I thought this is the most famous football person I've ever met so I've I've, I've got to swallow my pride here and um, you know got it but he, he, he turns up for quite a lot of Peterborough games because um, obviously He's lad's boss, um, Well, there yeah. was in Jinx, because we didn't win the first game. We won with Ferguson present was the Johnston Paints final at Wembley, um, so we sort of broke the hoodoo um, that day, which was uh, quite lucky. So uh, yeah, but Daz Ferguson, he gets the nod. He gets the nod. There's lots, lots of other decent managers it. We had some mad managers as well, as I say like like Mark Lawrenson, and uh, uh, one of the Coopers was manager for a few weeks and won something like one in. I don't know, one in ten or one in twelve or something like that. And uh, so we've had we've had some oh, and of course Steve Evans. Well, Steve Evans. Do well, you really... think about Steve Evans? Because <laughs> I'm sure most clubs would let you have him back happily. <laughs> uh, what what, what, what do you like
0: about Steve Evans?
1: Um, the word the well for me it the football under him was I think the word is duh, they say in Scotland. And it was, it was <laughs> Renard watched that. Yeah, When you've been used to a team that scores 100 goals and then you see a Steve Evans side, you sort of, that, that was a, you know, you get spoiled, don't you, sometimes? You know, I suppose it's a bit like being a Liverpool fan that you? you have this great season. And then when you're not killing it the next season, it's, it, it takes you a while to sort of go, oh, yeah, all right, okay, okay, I'm all right. But yeah, Steve Evans. Uh, what I did love about Steve Evans, though, I loved watching him on the sideline. You, you could watch him, oh, yeah, he's watching the game. And that was, a you know, if, if the game was poor... I know, yeah. That's it, yeah. That's it. Every <laughs> time, that... Three, yeah. one and ...shaking bits and having to go but, at the full and Every time the Lionsman come past, he'll yeah, have a shout at him. and you know, was he doing out, so well. He was it. doing so well
0: with Mansfield when he left as well. We were winning games and then we had yeah. Flitcroft and then we just... We're looking good for automatic promotion and then we just... When we, we start on the playoffs, that's the bigger dip. But I, th-
1: I think I heard that he actually he lives... Quite near Peterborough, yeah, didn't he? That's why he took the job. He lives think, there. Do you live in Bedford or somewhere like that? Yeah, I'm not
0: too sure. I know he lived near Peterborough. He lives. He, you say he lives somewhere that way for certain. Yeah, uh, and that was the team he wanted to manage. Aside from Celtic, it was Peterborough he wanted to manage. So
1: yeah, mad. I mean, I know, I know. Obviously, he was manager at Boston. I didn't know he was. Uh, he was yeah. that on Peterborough, but um, yeah, he was. Um, like I say, he, he wasn't, he wasn't. I say, he wasn't terrible. He was just mad. <laughs> yeah. um, the football we played will won, not super. I mean, I've, I've seen um, uh, his Gillingham team. And they, again, they're, they're a bit of an hard watch. And so you think, well, once you, you have to work with what you've got, don't you, I suppose. But when you see a couple of their teams, you think, oh, um, that's an eye. Yeah. And I, I, I saw the Mansfield team again. And they, they were, but as you say, they were They were going all right. I think I saw them play against... Um, Oh, Geisley in the FA Cup. Um, someone scored hat trick for Mansfield. I forget who now. Evans was Danny Rose. Um, Danny Rose, who got the hat trick? Fagan. Danny Rose did he get the hat trick? Yes, that was it. Yeah, correct. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, that were it. Um, and yeah, they were they were they were they were going quite well. And um, like I say, obviously, yeah, you know, when he was at Boston, he had a decent team. But obviously, at, at the end of that time, um, there was the uh, sort of the the business about illegal payments and so you, you wonder, well, was it his management or was it because they were paying under the table and getting players they shouldn't really have had um, yeah. and sort have always got that that there and they let Boston come up, didn't they, even though they'd shown that he had committed the, or the club had committed these offences, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, he, he was, that that's, maybe that's why I wouldn't want him as manager, because you'd be watching him, not the team, so... <laughs> <laughs> We got any, do I need to pick a kit, man, or anything like that? Then. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's everything. Brilliant. Uh, well, thank you it's very much place. for coming back on, mate. It has been an absolute pleasure.
0: And uh, I'm sure we'll see you again on the road very soon. <sighs>
1: Hopefully. We keep our fingers crossed, don't we?
0: Indeed. We
1: keep our fingers crossed. Uh, everything crossed. Finally, get back out to some games and what have you. It's, uh, it, it, after going to the games on Saturday, the games today on telly, they've just not been quite the same. And you know, being out actually and feeling the fresh air yourself, and um, seeing play, players with beer bellies and you know, in shirts that are too tight just can't be it. <laughs> just can't be it. <laughs>
0: right. Thanks for coming back on again, Ken.
1: Been a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> Thanks, mate.